Yo, what's up? So, welcome to episode two of Demo Listen. Uh, the premise of the show is simple. We uh, listen to punk, hardcore, and adjacent bands um, as new a release as we can get. If it's uh, if it's a year old, you're out of luck. Um, we're gonna listen to demos, new seven inches, LPs. Um, we're prioritizing stuff that people send in to us. Um, some people did send some stuff uh, that was like a year old, so I kind of just I kind of nope. yeah. I sorry, just, Gramps. I was like, sorry, man. Like in in especially in in the world of punk and hardcore, a year might as well be a decade. People anymore have, for sure. People in the in the world of hardcore. I mean, hardcore in the world atten- of anything. Yeah, f- sure, exactly. I mean, hardcore and punk attention spans have always been short, and now that you compound it with the internet and social media and the rapid turnover rate, mayflies, man. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah, that's the premise. Um, we give brutally honest takes on what we hear. Most of the stuff is unfamiliar to us. Some of it, one or, one or both of us may have heard previously. Um, but everything's new, um, and our takes are, are raw. That said, um, our purpose here isn't to tear anybody down, because first and foremost, as grown-ass men, we still love punk and hardcore more than anything. Um, so the goal of the show is to big up things. Even if it's shit that we don't like... Um, we're stoked that people are still playing punk and hardcore in 2019. So even if we eviscerate your band and tear it to shreds, no hard feelings. It's just not to our taste. Uh, we might say some really mean things about it, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So beyond that, we, uh, we're kind of doing a lottery system. Um, since I've gotten so many uh, submissions already, I've had like 40 submissions in a few days. Um, so obviously we can only get to a few releases per show. And we only listen to a couple, one to two songs per release per show. Um, so I think what we're going to do is the same thing that we did on the first episode where we queue up uh, 10 bands and then we're just going to roll a D10, uh, which for the uninitiated is a Dungeons and Dragons nerdy dice that has 10 numbers on it. And whatever it lands on that corresponds with the release, we'll just pick that one. Um, but since we're not going to get it to everything, I figured it would probably be a good idea to go ahead and run through all the, re- the releases that are in the queue, so even if we don't get to it, uh, you know what was on the queue, and you can take the initiative and check it out yourself, if so you desire. So, we have Protocol. The record is Bloodsport. Uh, it looks to be a 7-inch. Um, they're a Florida hardcore band. Then we have got Slow Fire Pistol. Um, the record is Love Riddled with Conditions. I had this described to me as I hate myself worship, so if melodramatic mid-90s screamo is your bag, this might be it. hope uh, we land on that one. I hope we land on that one because I actually love I hate myself, and uh, that will be a nice, we'll have a nice juxtaposition there because you will probably hate it. Well, I hate people crying about how bad they feel. Yeah, that is, uh, you do hate that a lot. That band is from Atlanta. Then we've got Policy. The record is Leave Room for Jesus. Uh, they are also from Atlanta. I had them described to me as young kids who worship negative approach and dystopia. And one of their tags on Bandcamp is anarcho-punk. So uh, we'll see. It's a potpourri. It is indeed a potpourri. That's a great thing about 2019. Um, then we've also got Gum. The record is Farther Apart. It is a 7-inch. They're from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I have listened to this um, because they are playing my house in October with uh, Regional Justice Center. 
who happens to be next up on the queue. They just released a uh, new, well, actually, uh, Ian Shelton, the ever controversial figure behind Regional Justice Center, um, actually released with Triple B a 12-inch uh, of these songs uh, that only features six minutes of music. And while I can understand why that would be annoying to people, uh, I think it's hilarious and really fucking funny. I'd like to land on that one, too. Yeah. I'd like to know, let them know how shitty their shirts on Triple B look. <laughs> yeah, so if you didn't listen to the first uh, the first episode, Nate really hates Triple B's logo and their merch designs. Um, so for the uninitiated, Regional Justice Center is uh, from Seattle. Ian uh, relocated to California recently. Uh, power violent stuff, real good. The next release is Seventh Seal. The record's called Where Beauty Goes to Die. It's a demo from this year, their first release. They're from Greensboro, North Carolina. Looking at the cover, looks like some 90s metalcore chuggy warship shit. There's like a razor blade on it, a noose. I kind of hope we get to that because that could either be super my shit or super not my shit. Uh, then we have got the record 2020 by the band called Shinguard, which is one of the funnier names I've heard for a band pretty good it's right up there with bench press we played with a band called bench press one time and there is a local band called windbreaker okay um sportswear yeah they well, thank coke and pepsi and nike and shit in their fucking credits right but sportswear was actually a joke yeah man. but nonetheless uh sportswear for again for the uninitiated 90s uh youth crew hardcore super group featuring members of a lot of other youth crew ish bands um that were basically lampooning the genre that they were a part of but the lp is still really good um, so this uh, shin guard describes himself as post-hardcore and spoken word. Um, so that seems, mm. <laughs> tell you what, that seems rough. Um, then we've got By All Means with the Terror of Tacoma demo. we got big bubble letters and a brick wall. Again, could be my shit. Um, could, could super not be. Then we've got No Rescue with She Left Us for the Sea which is evidently their first, uh, first release ever. It's one song. They're from Montreal, so hopefully we can give uh, some love to our, our homies up north. And then the last one on the queue is a band called Cue Ball with Promo 2019. I think they're promoing a, an upcoming uh, LP, and they are a hardcore band from Akron, Ohio. So that's what we got in the queue. If, uh, if, if we don't get to you, sorry, you'll, uh, you'll still be in the list. I, I got a Google spreadsheet going on with everything that people have submitted to me so we might not get around to you this episode we we might not get around to you next episode but we will get around to you so keep the uh keep the submissions coming and in order to keep shit nice and tidy um if you just want to send shit to our gmail account that's probably ideal um it is just demo listen podcast at gmail.com um that way i don't have to like sift through a bunch of shit and i just have it all conveniently in one place so uh, with that out of the way, Nate, do you want to roll the D10 and see where we land? Leave it to the fates. Sweet. One. One. Okay. So I was kind of hoping that we got this one. This is Protocol with Bloodsport. Um, the artwork looks sick. It's like, it's got skulls on it. The The lettering is weird and shitty. <laughs> the artwork looks sick. It's got skulls on it. That's like <laughs> 75% of uh, releases, right? Yeah, for sure. But it's got the type of like shittily rendered skulls that make me think that this will be kind of in in the uh in the world of raw punk 
um, okay. which I can usually get down with if it's well executed. So, oh, this dude's been doing a bunch of art for a lot of stuff. Is this the same dude who did like the public acid art yes, and shit? That, okay. It looks like it. Yeah. 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 For sure. So, um, we what's uh, what song do you want to listen to? They're all well. The last the last song is very long. Uh, well, let's. Uh, Let's check out, uh, let's see how they come in on this record with Bloodsport 1. Okay, we can do that. So we are going to listen to the track Bloodsport 1 off of the 7-inch Bloodsport by the band Protocol, and uh, we will check back in momentarily. Okay, so that was Bloodsport 1 off of the 7-inch uh, Bloodsport by Protocol. Um, I liked the format that we had uh, on the first episode where you sort of kick it off and give your opinion first, so I see no reason to deviate from that. Uh, that is right up my alley. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hear chainsaw guitars, I hear angry rabid dogs, and I hear drums that sound like a bunch of fucking tin cans and broken glass, and I am 100% fucking sold. Yeah, I felt exactly the same way. I actually... Let me tell you how sold I am. I am buying it right now. <laughs> like, I am literally buying it right now. Guys, I really wish you made two or three XL shirts. Um, these little kid sizes just don't fucking work for me. Um, Nate, Nate is a large man. But, yeah, I am buying that right fucking now. Fuck yeah. Uh, that's what I like to hear. And that is, yo, that's the spirit of the show right there. If we can, if you hear something and it, you can be convinced to buy it immediately, then we have done our job. Um Man, everything Nate said, uh, 100%. I knew, I, I mean, call me predictable, but uh, like I said, when I saw the cover of that, I was already pretty convinced that it would be completely in my lane, and I was correct. Um, there are a shit ton of bands right now that are doing that style incredibly well. Um, D-Beat informed, uh, Raw production, very f fast, aggressive. Yeah, um, I'm into it. Like I'm, I'm into it. Like that's that's fucking that shit was tough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like there are a lot of other awesome fucking bands in that in that world right now. Uh, Warthog, Public Acid, uh, Unix. This had a filthiness to it. Like the guitar tone at the beginning. So. My favorite type of black metal is Canadian black metal. I mm -hmm. love the chaos of, like, blasphemy and shit like that. Yeah. And if you listen to, like, you know, 
if if you listen to like you know some of those blasphemy recordings, like that's the same fucking guitar tone. If totally. you listen to you know uh, some of those other really just utter chaos, like you know Ross Bay canadian vancouver type black metal bands that that fucking growling snarling chainsaw and that cacophony behind it mm-hmm. i am 100 percent on board with that yeah as am i um that's as far as production goes like that's that's about my favorite way that hardcore can be produced yeah like i feel like there's lots of shit like that that i really like because the production is really shitty yeah you know like the first time i ever heard crossed out i wanted to fucking throw a brick through a goddamn window yeah right right but imagine if you had like a highly produced crossed out recording yeah it would be the shittiest song you've ever fucking heard <laughs> i don't know right it's just because they sound like they're singing through fans and wax paper uh-huh. on those records where you're like oh fuck yeah if if you heard like a crystal clear nice recording of crossed out yeah, it would be. It would not be the seminal, important band that it is defining a genre. It would be the forgotten band that tried to do something right. that no one gives a shit about because it fucking sucked. Right, right. So protocol, you guys might actually suck, but whatever it is if you're doing right now, <laughs> it fucking works. Stick with that production. Yeah, it sounds- do not let anybody tell you that you need to sound better because you don't. That was fucking perfect. Yeah, agreed entirely. Um, I think uh, I think within the realm of punk, hardcore, uh, black metal, and, and the adjacent genres, production choice is just as much of a creative decision as any of the songwriting. Um, and I think that's something that's very much unique to rock music in general, but more specifically to punk, hardcore, and the related genres. Because how your record sound can absolutely make or break whether or not people are on board for it and it needs to suit what you're doing. Um, and that blown out production style is perfect for that vein of hardcore. Um, man, I was fucking hype about that. Yeah, that was really fucking good. Yeah, if, uh, if I weren't broke, I would also be ordering that immediately. I bought you a tape. Oh, did you really? Yes. God, what a fucking, what a guy. What a beautiful man. Nate, uh, Nate often has tapes and or records waiting for me because... I'm going to say something to you guys, the listenership, that should make you feel bad about yourself if you're not buying records or keeping up uh, with new bands. Nate, how old are you? 42. 42 years old. Nate's 42 years old. He's uh, been involved in this culture now for well over 20 years. Um, Just about every time I come over to his house, which is at least once a week, the man has a shipment of new records and tapes. Usually has picked up something for me out of the kindness of his heart. The dude buys every new release that is worth purchasing. You know why? Because I got a baller-ass job that pays me lots of money. <laughs> so that's part of it. Um, he's, got, he's got some disposable income. But he also gives a fuck about this enough to actually go out and seek out new releases and buy shit. And he's 42, so if you're fucking 29 years old and you're like, I'm just too old, man, I can't keep up with this shit, fuck you. You're a coward. And at this point, if you're listening to this, you really got no fucking excuse because we're doing half the fucking footwork for you. Yeah, just buy this protocol record. The LP's red, it's limited to 300. Get it. Yeah, don't be fucking dumb. Um, so, uh, since we are well and sold on that, do you want to roll the dice and see what's, uh, what's up next? Yeah, I know exactly what the rest of this record sounds yeah. like. Yeah. It's, 
it's it's a lullaby for me. It's it's it'll put me right into a wonderful, peaceful, happy sleep of biting dogs and bricks and cops' faces. It's just going to give me wonderful dreams all night. So let's move on. <laughs> okay, cool. Roll uh, roll a d10 and see what pops up. Eight. Eight. All right. Okay, so number eight is the band By All Means from Tacoma, Washington. The demo is called Terror of Tacoma. Um, the the Bandcamp is bam253.bandcamp.com. Um, I'm looking at the promo shot. I see two guys in wife beaters. Um, we got bubble letters. We got an area code in the in the name. So this could be this could very well be a repeat of uh, last episode uh, with Strict, where Nate really hated it. Um, this could be some beat down adjacent shit. I, but I see New York hardcore in there. Okay. So in the tag. So I'm hoping I'm yeah. hoping we get some more like breakdown killing time. Right. Because it could easily go that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, what's what's up? What's the band's name? It is. Remind me. Uh, by all means, the Bandcamp is b a m two five three dot bandcamp dot com. And this is a demo that they dropped at the beginning of this year. Okay, yeah, this could go either way. Could go we'll either see. way, for sure. See, now, this is the type of, like, amateurish artwork that makes me think, okay, I'm going to like this, because mm-hmm. this is, like, you know, yeah, like, this This looks, yeah, this looks, this looks more like they're having fun with it. Right. And not just shitting their pants about some stupid shit. Right. Um... So the first one, the first track on here is pretty long because yeah. it's got an intro. Outros, no. That's let's do maybe let's do track two. Ego tripper. Yeah, and there's lyrics on there, so we can uh, we can be critical of that too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we're gonna listen to the track "Ego Tripper" by uh, by the band By All Means off of their "Terror of Tacoma" demo, and then we will be right back. All right.
All right, so that was the track Ego Tripper by the band By All Means. Nate, kick it off. I'd fuck with that. Yeah. Um, two, two for two tonight. I think Protocol was stronger. Sure. Uh, these guys uh, definitely, they, uh, they know what they're going for, though. Yeah. And I love the fact that they're not, they're not dwelling on the fucking meatloaf parts of the song too much. You right. know, they're not slowing it down and really, you know, bumming me out with boring shit. Right. Keep it fast. Keep it up paced. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, yeah, it is New York hardcore. Yeah, straight up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it, into this. I mean, yeah, I'm into this. I will say, uh, you got to be a little more forthright with your middle fingers, though, homies. Uh, Got his finger over his belly like you might do in, like, fourth grade class picture. <laughs> Just put it up there, man. Give the double birds. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, fair enough. Uh, other dude in the back's got a Fury hoodie on, so word up on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, again, Nate and I are in agreement on this one. Uh, it could have gone either way. Um, when I see a big dude and a wife beater, it can e- either go full beat down or it can uh, toe the line of, like, late 80s groovy new york hardcore that is super super in my fucking lane and that's what this did it's fucking bouncy uh keeps up the tempo it's fun it's super fun exactly like seeing that see that shit would go off live yeah it's and it's fun like i said like the logo you got a little smiley face and the o of tacoma the terror of tacoma come on yeah exactly terror of tacoma is like some fucking white guy with a fucking proud boy shirt right (laughs) yeah i think tacoma is known for that horse shit It, it is indeed um but like, yeah, the album art I think is dope. Like, yeah, 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 for super, sure. Super, super into that shit. Um, do we want to listen to another track, or do we want to move on to the to the next thing? Uh, no, I think that. I mean, there's. I think. I think that's pretty good. Cool. Um, we can. You know, let's let's riff on that for a minute because I think. Yeah, we're not trying to rush anything through. Yeah. You know, I feel like. I heard Protocol's first song. I know what the rest of that album sounds like. Now, they might come in with something slower. They might come in with something a little more journey towards the end, whatever. You know, these guys, I've heard tons of fucking hardcore like this. Yeah. I like hardcore like this. I know what I'm in for. For sure. Right? Uh, And I don't want you to throw me a curveball. No. Like, I want, like, you know, by all means, I I want this band to sound like that on every track. Straight up, yeah. Right? Like, good bouncy riffs tough bark vocals right mm-hmm. sometimes about stupid shit sometimes about not but that's part of it right right i mean it's half the songs are about the dumbest shit you ever heard of right right but keep it fun and keep it bouncy like that please do not try to be an inventor do not try to be an innovator right there's no room for innovation if that's what you're coming in with mm-hmm. there's no room for innovation right exactly and that's not to say that there's not room for sonic innovation in general under the umbrella of punk but like if you're going for a thing, then do that fucking and thing. And these dudes are clearly going for a thing. They did it well on Ego Tripper. Yeah. Uh, I, I assume the other tracks are going to be as good. And honestly, I don't want to find out if they're not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We can, right? Yeah, we can find out our, on, our, on our own time, as can the listeners. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to riff on that for a minute in terms of towing that line. Because it's really, really easy for shit that rides that line to take a step into the intolerably bad and stupid right. and self-serious and nine out of ten times that shit sucks yeah when you have the ability to when you have the ability to understand the innate absurdity of the shit that you're doing because take i mean everything is on a bigger existential level but if you look at punk and hardcore and those subcultures 
they're absurd, they're goofy, and as much as you should take your involvement in it seriously in the sense that, like, yeah, you give a fuck about it, it's something that you're passionate about, you also have to understand that it's innately fucking dumb. Yeah. A lot of it right. is innately dumb. And the ability to be aware of that and embrace it and incorporate it into something is such a key quality to fucking have because in very rare instances does somebody being austere and over serious actually work usually the only time it works is if there's like genuine fucking weirdos in the band like tim singer you know what i mean yeah for like dead guy and that type of shit oh, yeah that shit is serious and austere and weird and mysterious but that's because the dude was a fucking lunatic. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. and But regardless, like, your sound innovates. If, if you're a band for a while, right? Mm -hmm. Like, these, you know, by all means, get, to get, get together. Sounds like they knew exactly what they wanted to do. Is this their first release? Uh, no, I think they have a release before this. I think this is a promo for... Uh, the new one? Oh, no, I, no, this is their first release. Right, so this, this is their first release, yeah. right? They knew exactly what they wanted to do. On the track that we listened to it, they executed it well. I wouldn't yeah. say perfectly, but it was well. Yeah, for sure. Right? Definitely listenable, definitely enjoyable. I do not want to find out if you bum me out later on. Yeah. And, and, and also, but like, if you're a band for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. You will, you're going to progress over time and change the way you sound. And that's an organic thing. Right. But if you come in and you're like, yo, I want to sound like, you know, I want to sound like side by side and uh, let's maybe put a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, Sam I Am and uh, Despise You in the mix. That's going to sound like shit. Right. Right? Yeah. Don't just fucking do one thing, let it do it well. And if it progresses towards something else, mm -hmm. that's cool. Right. But if it doesn't, as long as it's still dope, that's cool too. Yeah. And I will also say, uh, similar to, uh, to the advice that we gave the protocol dudes, um, I don't think you need to change the production on no. this shit. Listen, all your fav all, virtually all of your favorite punk bands had shit production because they didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Don't fall for the trap. Yeah. You don't need better production. Punk punk is not an audiophile uh, genre. Right. Right? It yeah. simply isn't. Yeah. Right? It, it just just like a, a filthy record, it should sound filthy with all the with all the fucking pops and whistles. Some of my favorite stuff, whether it's punk or metal, is when you can tell dudes are playing at the absolute limit of their capacity to do so. Right. Because it sounds frenzied and it sounds organic and raw. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And 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 production-wise, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. Don't fuck with it. Yeah, for sure, man. Even if it's a demo, the production is good. There are going to be people that come in and tell you to make it crisper. I want you to go back. You you obviously know what the fuck you're referencing. Go back and listen to the fucking outburst demo. Go back and listen to the fucking raw deal demo. The in my opinion, even if the songwriting got better, those are the quintessential fucking releases from those bands. That late era, that late '80s era of New York hardcore has some of, in my opinion, some of the best demos ever released during any era of hardcore. For real. Like, I mean, think about Agnostic Front, right? Yeah. Of course, right? Sure. Victim in Pain, mm -hmm. right? That's their best record. It's yeah. their first fucking record. Right. That's their best record by far. Yeah. No one gave a shit. And if you did, you're a fucking cretin. No one gave a shit what Agnostic Front was doing in the 90s. Right. Right? No one went to an Agnostic Front show and were like, yo, play the new tracks. No, they want to hear Victim in Pain. Yeah. Right? Indeed. So just stick with the old shit. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think we've, uh, we've riffed on by all means enough. 
fellas, fuck with what you're doing. Fuck with the vision. Keep it going. I'm stoked to see what you do next. Uh, don't start sucking. Yeah, for real. And if you do, just quit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can always quit and just try again. That's right. <laughs> just quit, form a new band, right? Yeah. If you're like, hey, I want to put some, uh, I want to put some other influences in there. No, just stop playing by all means and start a new band. Yeah, sure. I'm in like eight bands. Yeah. I don't try to mix them up. Right. Just do each one. What what needs to be done in each one? Um, you want to roll that uh, that D10 and see what we get? Uh, I just did eight again. Yeah, yeah. Hit, hit re-roll. Five. Five. All right. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, cool. Um, so. Part of what we do here is we want to big up stuff that uh, not as many people as have heard and that's new. Um, but on occasion, um, I got homies who play in more well-recognized bands and they're going to send submissions to me too. I'm not going to leave them out just because they got recognition and I'm not going to assume that everybody knows who they are. So we've got Institution by Regional Justice Center. Um, hmm. Band is uh, Band is hype right now for very good reason. They put on a fucking crazy live show. Um, their re- releases have been consistently great. Um, it's power violence in the vein of Crossed Out, Infest, Drop Dead, but, uh, you know, it's hard-hitting. It's well-performed. Ian is a really good fucking songwriter and drummer, uh, so it works well. Um, the tracks on this are all clock in at about a minute long. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a particular one you would like to fuck with? Let's go with uh, track three. Track three? Medication? It's the, it's the slow burner of the thing. It's a minute 22. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Medication by Regional Justice Center off their uh, newest release, Institution, and then we will get back with you. dope that was the track medication by regional justice center nate what'd uh, you think to it like the sound they got the bass sound locked down mm-hmm. um that's exactly the bass sound that you hear on so many records of this ilk that that purring grumble right that that distort i like that mm-hmm. um i want to hear a faster track yeah for sure that was that was indeed the slow burner of the entire album yeah so if uh if you're not well versed in the world of uh of power violence bands like infest and crossed out and despise you Every release has one obligatory dirgy slow song. Yeah. And it's just part of the it's right. part of the formula. Right. It's where it's where everybody can get their 
their big step in low crawling mosh in. Right. It's 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 the uh, it's the meathead mosh moment of every record. Right. Exactly. Um, so uh, in order to get a better feel for the record, because the rest of the record is uh, much faster than that, we're gonna go ahead and play uh, play another track off of it um, that's maybe more represent representative of the band and the record as a whole, and then we'll uh, we'll check back in. Play uh, dismantle. Cool. Uh, so we're gonna hear dismantle off of the record institute by uh, Regional Justice Center. Institution, sorry, I'm a, I'm in a uh, huge idiot. That was uh, the first track off of the release Institution by Regional Justice Center. It's a track called Dismantle. Um, what'd you think? What I expected. Right, exactly. I mean, this is this is such, again, just like with By All Means, mm -hmm. this is a tried and true formula. Mm -hmm. You can experiment with it within bounds. Iron Lung does that. Sure. You know what I mean? You can put some other shit in there. It's a little more flexible than like rigid New York style hardcore. But like, if you're familiar with your history, if you're gonna play this, you probably know what you you probably know what you're going for, and uh, it's hard to fuck that up. Yeah, very much so. It um, doesn't. It, it's not like, it's it it doesn't require a lot of fancy guitar work or fancy drum work. Mm -hmm. Just play fast, play slow, play on time. Yeah. Give me a couple fucking riffs, right? Mm -hmm. Three chords, and that's all I need. For sure. Uh, make sure your tuning is low, and uh, I feel like murdering my neighbor. It's good. Yeah. Um, I also uh, the the popularity of Regional Justice Center. Um, makes me happy just because um, historically power violence and adjacent genres like fast core have not they've had their moments to shine but it's rare that you even in the 90s looking back on show lineups and whatnot um, it wasn't as common to see infest on you're not going to see infest on a show with disembodied right per se in many instances whereas regional justice center is one of the few, if not the only, sort of power violence-esque band, power violence adjacent band, whatever, that's presently extremely popular in main, in sort of, I guess what we can term mainstream hardcore in the sense that the vast majority, what's popular with the vast majority of young kids. Yeah. Um, they're playing, you know, Sound and Fury, and this is hardcore, and spaces that... Um, are certainly shared by bands of many different genres, but still, nonetheless, have not uh, given a lot of space to power violence bands over the years. Well, here's the thing. You know, you mentioned Infest a few times, but all those, like, Infest started in the fucking 80s. Right. All those, all those first wave bands didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Sure. They're just trying to play minor threat songs super fast and pissed off. Right. Right? That's all they're trying to do, probably because they, they fucking sucked at their instruments and they yeah. barely knew how to do anything. 
Yeah. And so they're just like fucking apes screaming and banging <laughs> on fucking logs. Right. And most of those bands didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, at all, at least with their first run through. Yeah. Right? Infest has now been reformed longer than they were ever around, I think, initially. I Maybe so. not. But Crossed Out only played like five shows. Yeah. Right? Right. So they, they didn't stick around long because I, I bet they sucked live. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, it wasn't a tested and like refined formula right. at that point. Right. And they just weren't around very long because they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And once they figured out how to play their instruments, they're like, I'm not playing this bullshit anymore. Right. But now you got kids that look back and they're like, oh, that stuff is like the best. I love that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a formula that they can like fit into. Right. Right. I will say that at least here in the Midwest, I had more than my fucking... I love this kind of shit, mm-hmm. but I had more than my fair share of it. And my, I, I was utterly fucking sick of it um, until about like four years, three years ago. Yeah. Four years ago. Because there were so many lazy, shitty bands coming through playing this caveman shit at a level that did not deserve attention. Right. And, you know, they'd come through... You know, basically just looking for the fun of tour to get drunk and get fucking high. A bunch of fucking bozos. And they come through playing this this stupid bullshit mm-hmm. uh, where, like, the music wasn't even the point of the fucking show. And the music wasn't even the point of them being in a band. It was to go out and get fucking high and get drunk. Man, fuck you. Yeah. Yes, right? If you're going to do something, do it fucking well or don't do it. Sure. And these guys do it pretty well. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing they don't do well. <laughs> they don't make good merch. Well, you okay, so to be fair, I think you only saw one shirt design, did you not? No, I saw I saw, I saw the, the the last shirt design was pretty dope, but again they didn't have we saw them in indie. Right. And I they didn't have my fucking size. Yeah. Um I mean I have the last record. Yeah. I won't buy this record. I like gimmicky shit, mm-hmm. but I ain't buying this record. Yeah, I think that's entirely fair. Um Ian, if you want to give me a copy when you play my house in two months, uh, you're more than welcome to give Nate and I copies for I, Big Up yeah. in Your Band. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I'm not taking charity, right? Right. But I, I ain't fucking buying it neither. <laughs> and that fucking shirt, I don't care what color fucking ink you use on your shirt, that looks like shit. That logo is indis- it, you You cannot distinguish between that logo and a contractor for fucking kitchens and countertops. <laughs> so so he's talking about the newest uh, Regional Justice Center shirt design on Triple B, and the logo is like a three-dimensional lettering metallic design. It, right. looks, like the, it looks like what you might see on um, perhaps like the Terminator box set release. If that, man. It yeah. just looks like it's for a fucking RJC metal fabrication plant. It mm-hmm. looks like bullshit. The gimmick is that it's uh, like some silvery ink. Right. And then it's got that stupid fucking Bed Bath & Beyond Triple B logo <laughs> on the back. What the fuck? Bed Bath & Like Beyond. I'm wearing that? Right. Are you kidding me? That Triple B logo is trash. Okay. Are you kidding <laughs> You gotta shit on the Triple B logo every episode. Well, I'm done, right? But <laughs> right. these guys happen to be on Triple B, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're fronting that logo in like eight inch letters on the back. Mm-hmm. It looks like it, it looks like it could be for Bed Bath and Beyond's line of wall art. <laughs> Again, I already went on record on the first episode as saying I very much like the Triple B logo, but uh, Nate does not, and that's all right too. Um, I will say that uh, that RJC shirt design, um, I also found it to be fairly whack. I, that one I would be like, 
Yeah, okay, you guys need some gas money. I'll pay you fucking 12 bucks. But that shit, it's going I, in the I, I don't care what size it is, and it's either going to become a sleeveless gym shirt or it's going immediately into my work clothes pile to be sure, ruined. Sure, I have a, I have a bin of clothes of, like, uh, of shirts specifically of, like, bands that I played with that either gave me shit that I'm like, okay, cool, I'll hold on to this in storage because maybe when I'm 80 I'll look back and go, oh, yeah, I played with this band and fucking, you know wherever the fuck in yeah. 2019 or but and then i have a plenty plenty of shirts that uh were purchased to support a touring band yeah that look like shit i hope i'm resting comfortably in my casket when i'm 80 but that's another story <laughs> so uh so yeah there's not much more to be said about rjc they're the kings of what they're doing right now they're getting a lot of love for good reason um and uh, as a little self-promotional thing, if you live uh, in the tri-state area around Indiana, they're playing My House, The Bug House in Fort Wayne, uh, October 10th, with uh, another band we got in the queue today, Gum. So uh, if you live within a couple hours, come out. It's a basement show. It'll be cool. Yeah. Um, hit, uh, hit the D10 and see what we get next. Six. Okay. All right, cool. So we have got uh, Where Beauty Goes to Die by Seventh Seal. It's their demo. Um, and it just came out. This, uh, this was released on August 2nd. Um, they're from Greensboro, North Carolina. As I mentioned in the intro, um, this is another band where it's like, by the aesthetic, really clear what they're going for. Um, the cover art to the demo is like a blocky logo with a broken window and a razor blade and a noose. And when you pair that with a title like Where Beauty Goes to Die, it's clear that you're aiming for a very specific brand of 90s metalcore um, that has recently experienced uh, a resurgence with bands like uh, CU Space Cowboy, which sometimes get, gets lumped into like sass and screamo shit, but is not that at all. It's just, it's 90s mosh metal shit. And this appears to be what that is going to be. Um, so we'll let's see. let's find out. Do you, do you just want to do the uh, the intro track, Descent? Yeah, I don't think it matters. They're all like three minutes. Yeah, they're all about three minutes long. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully they come come with their A game up top. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in three minutes.
Okay, so that was the song Descent by the band Seventh Seal off of their uh, demo that just dropped a couple weeks ago. Nate, uh, hit me. Uh took me back to baggy pants and long ass chain wallets bleach blonde hair puka beads mm-hmm. uh took me back to 1996 right right i could take it or leave it in the modern context mm-hmm. there were so many fucking killer bands like that from the 90s um that you know kids would go nuts to at shows right um and i'm sure kids are still going nuts sure if i saw these dudes live mm-hmm. i'd be like okay i'll watch this yeah i might watch two-thirds of your set mm-hmm and unless you really caught me, I'd be like, all right, I got this. Right. But then I'd start getting all teary-eyed thinking about the good old days, <laughs> right? When yeah. kids gave a shit about, like, you know, veganism and environmentalism and shit like that. Um, when you weren't allowed to, you know, have fun at shows and you had to watch yourself. Um, but uh, kids crying about fucking worms getting stepped on outside the fest. Oh, that's a legendary fucking story. Yeah. I mean, I, I so, so like, musically, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. The fucking uh, spoken word part or whatever you want to call it with no light. Yeah, there's, like, a was, sample in there. Boy, that lost me. That was corny. Yeah. I don't know if that was a sample or if that was just somebody reading something. Mm-hmm. But, um, no. Yeah. Like, in, the, in those 90s bands, like, a lot of them had, like, that focus on like evil and the devil and shit like that right mm-hmm. there was a fucking band from around cleveland um um oh shit of course i don't like uh, uh, um i can't remember their name right now um their fucking their fucking ep is killer it was on toy box records um ascension okay yeah, yeah, yeah that ascension ep on toy box records is fucking killer their full length don't even fuck with it it's it's horrible mm-hmm. but they had like this obsession with with hell and the devil you know it's dudes either really clean cut in track suits or dudes with the baggy jeans and the guitar way up high and the bleach blonde hair i'm into it sonically but not so much in the modern context right that was that was good i would have gone nuts of that when i was a kid sure kids would be fucking i mean there'd there have been teeth flying and, and like blood <laughs> right right yeah um but um yeah i mean like i like it uh but i'm probably not sticking around for the full set yeah um i think so one thing about bands like that first of all we're gonna listen to another track so that we can get some vocals in i must say friends uh Opening your three-song demo with, with a, a three-minute-long three yeah. instrumental intro is a bold choice, but dare I say, a bad one. It makes it makes it seem like somebody didn't do their job and write some <laughs> lyrics for a song. It does seem like that, and I I would almost I wouldn't put money on that being what happened, but uh, I think it may have. Like somebody just didn't make practice. There's a recording that day. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because the riffs are good. Uh, everything Nate said stands. Uh, I mean, it's a good, it's a good uh, yeah. f- facsimile of that era of '90s stuff done pretty pretty well. Um, I'm with it. That that sort of stuff has sort of had a moment in the sun for the past few years, um, and less bands are uh, no, less new bands are forming and, and continuing doing that. Of the bands that I've heard recently, so far that sounds uh, like one of the more competent ones, but. Let's uh, let's drop out for a second and listen to the second track so that we can get an idea of vocals because, as uh, as you guys well know, bad vocals can uh, ruin the entire fucking thing. Yeah. So we are going to listen to the second track off the demo called Chain to Misery, and then we will uh, get back to you in about three minutes.
That was the track Chain to Misery by the band Seventh Seal um, off of their brand new demo, Where Beauty Goes to Die. Nate? All right, so I'm at a show. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing this band play. Mm -hmm. They open up with the scent, right, right to set the tone. Mm -hmm. I'm ready to turn on my heel. I'm like, okay, guys, I got it, but let's fucking go. Right. Let's get to it. Mm -hmm. I'm turning on my heel. Walking out, I step outside the door, I turn the corner, I lean on the outside of the door of the show, mm -hmm. right? Just kind of chill. Then I hear the second song, I come back in. Yeah, I agree. Like, this song is pretty dope. I yeah. like this song a lot. The breakdowns actually have me wanting to mosh, mm -hmm. and that's something I almost never do. Yeah. I've almost never done, because mm -hmm. I ain't... So, like, you know, I'm a lot bigger than a lot of people. Yeah. And, uh, like, back in the day, I'd go see bands like this, and I just generally didn't do a lot of moshing. Because if I did hit you, mm -hmm. I would genuinely hurt you. Right. Yes. Right? I'm not talking, like, ooh, that kind of hurt. I got a fat lip. I mean, like, oops, sorry, you know, my fucking spin maneuver and my elbow clocked your nose, and now you need reconstructive surgery. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then when that would happen, oh, well, guess who's the fucking asshole for having fun? Right. Me. It's not my fucking fault. Everybody's a little goddamn wimp, <laughs> 130 pounds soaking wet. That's not my fucking fault. Here's an idea. Eat, train, and develop your body. Right? Yeah, if you don't that's, like... that's a good fucking idea. Sure. How about that? Sure. Right? Then maybe... Maybe, like, you know, uh, it won't hurt so much when I accidentally step on you. Okay. Right? Yeah. But that, I digress. Right. That song made me want to mosh. That was dope. The breakdown was dope. Um, the lyrics, who gives a shit? Right. Right? It's just that angsty shit that's always in that sort of stuff. Right, right? yeah, for sure. It's, it's just flavor. The, vocal, the voice is just another instrument. You could be singing in Japanese for all I care. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, there's like uh, it's heavy on like the religious imagery, which is pretty pretty standard fare for this. Yeah, this sort of metal. Yeah, it kind of and muddies the water because there were a lot of like Christian bands that used that to like slink in. You could think of like early Zayo and sure. shit. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me, what are you kidding? Yeah. But um, I, that was dope. I like that. I would so I would I would have turned around toward the end of descent to leave the show, but like all right, I got these guys, whatever. Yeah. And then I would have come back in. For sure. Yeah, this is pretty dope. Just don't fuck it up later on. Yeah, don't fuck it up later on. Uh, this demo, yeah, the, the two tracks that uh, that we listened to today were fucking awesome. Um, the vocals are really good. They were delivered well. Like Nate said, yeah, I more or less treat vocals in this shit. Unless the lyrics are really fucking good, also don't really care what you're saying. If you're hitting me with uh, breakdowns that good, I'm pretty fucking happy. Um, I will say this. Um... I think that sometimes bands that go for this particular brand of metallic hardcore or metalcore or whatever you want to call it, 
Um, obviously, it's very trope heavy, and that's fine. A lot mm -hmm. of hardcore is. The one trope that I think that you could do without on this is do not be a slave to the song lengths of bands that existed 20 years ago. Yeah. You can fit all of this into a minute and a half of music, yeah. and I will be twice as hype on it. Because for one thing, I'm not a huge dude, uh, so when the spirit compels me, I will still go off for a band. However, I am asthmatic um, <laughs> as shit. Yeah. I'm 30. Uh, you know, I got a neurological condition. So, like, I got to pick and choose. And if you're hitting me with, like, three 45-second-long dope breakdowns in a, so in a song, that's cool. But, like, fuck, dude. I can't keep up that pace. Frankly, nobody can. Nobody can. The yeah. last time we went and saw Integrity, did you see how fat everybody was? Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Like, yeah. fuck, they're not doing that shit. No. Right? But, yeah, like, yeah, for real, there's no reason. Honestly, that, that, that would be the one thing I say about this is that song's too boring. Right. I mean, too, too long. Right. That last, the last part, I felt like, you know, you could have gotten rid of. Sure. You know? Yeah. You could have gotten rid of the last, like, 45 seconds or so. Right. Bands need to learn to trim the fat, man. Um, there's just, we said it on the first episode, and I maintain, unless you're doing something really fucking interesting that requires more time uh which is very fucking rare under the umbrella of hardcore i don't care what kind you're playing or how progressive or different you think it is there are few things that cannot be said musically in a minute and a half that exist in punk hardcore and the adjacent genres yeah um so yeah the track fucking banged um, you're gonna do what you want to do one thing to keep in mind listeners bands whoever the fuck is that our opinions don't actually mean anything. We just deliver them sure. in such a way that, like, some people find them amusing or informative, and that's cool. So, like, if you don't want to cut your songs down, fucking don't. Who am I to tell you? But that is my opinion. Well, you know, and, like, I was thinking about that when it was playing, because I did like that, mm -hmm. but I don't like a lot of, like, the really, really, like, slam shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't right. like a lot of that shit. That's just not up my alley. Right. Now, you might say, well, what's the fucking difference? I don't know. How does a fly tell the difference between turds that it likes? Aren't they all the same? <laughs> right. Right? That's but there's some turds that the fly likes and some uh -huh. it doesn't. Right? Yeah. I like that turd. Right. There you go. That's a really interesting analogy and maybe the first and only time that it will ever be made. But I guess it's pretty apt. Um, yeah, it's sort of like, it's like, unca it's, uh, it's like Uncanny Valley shit. And Axe to Grind, uh, which is another podcast uh, that talks about punk and hardcore, the preeminent punk and hardcore podcast right now, um, they talk about Uncanny Valley Hardcore, which is, a, uh, which is a pretty good summation of an idea that most people who have been in this for a long time are already familiar with, which is like, it's, it looks the part, it sounds the part, but something is fucking off. And it's just, it rings false for whatever reason. Um, and you can't always put your finger on it or quantify it. I think that similarly, taste as it pertains to genres that from any sort of outside perspective would seem exactly the fucking same, it's hard to quantify. It's hard to quantify why I don't like Beatdown, but I like this, which is comparably ignorant in its heaviness um, and no more thoughtful. Um, but it is what it is. I don't really like Beatdown, but I love this brand of metallic hardcore. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Next. Uh, roll, the, roll the D10. 
We already did seven, didn't we? Um, I don't know that we did. One, We're rolling two, high. Three, four, five, six. No, we haven't done. We haven't done seven. Right. Seven is the the next one up on here. Um, okay, so this band is called Shinguard. We already talked about it up top. Um, people are running out of names, and I am sympathetic to that. I I do, I do a project called Your Mistake that when I released it. Plenty of people informed me that there were two other bands called Your Mistake. Um, I know how it goes, man. Coming up with new names for hardcore bands in 2019 is a bitch and a half. That said, Shinguard is really bad. It's a very, very bad name. Um, the name of this release is 2020. Um, again, I see post-hardcore, spoken word, emo-core, emo-violence. Oh, this is a... F- is this this a fucking split? Uh, no, the Death of Spring is a split. Oh, okay. Uh, the release right below that is 2020, which is what oh, I got listen to. Um, the split is more recent, but the one that was linked to me by the member of the band was 2020. Um, so presumably they thought that this was their more uh, their more formidable material. Okay, so going in cold, I'm just going to read you the review from one Devin Grostafan. Okay. One of the most insane and powerful and beautiful heavy releases of the decade. This shit pops off, and Shingard are so important. Check it out if you're or check it out or you're a fool. Well, I can say right now, mm-hmm. Devin, you're a fool. <laughs> that is a foolish statement. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Shingard may wear very well be very good. Uh-huh. Um, doubt they're important. Very much doubt. I mean, any of this to is put important. the label important on a band requires a certain pedigree that Shingard, quite frankly, does not have. Right. Um. And uh, heavy releases of the decade? Yeah, man. So that's a long time. That <laughs> is a long fucking time. Uh, my feeling is the person uh, giving this review um, was probably not born too long before this decade began. Maybe he's like nine. <laughs> right? Like when, like right now? Like nine. Yeah, he's, he's like currently a, nine. Yeah, he's currently nine years old, right? <laughs> uh, it's uh, possible. Right. But he was losing like his this. fucking mind to like kids bop five years ago when uh, he's four years old. Right. He's, you know, and he said, boy, a bunch of kids singing this Britney Spears song is the wildest shit I ever heard. Most important thing ever recorded. <laughs> and now five years later, he's on the shin guard. So um, what, uh, what track do you want to listen to? Do you, the track that he singled out is four fucking minutes long and i'm not with that why don't we listen to the second track epiphany yeah we just killed everybody with six minutes of fucking the last band yeah yeah let's let's listen to epiphany it's uh it's just shy of three minutes long it's the second second track on the record so hopefully they're coming strong um we're gonna listen to epiphany by shin guard off the release 2020 and uh we'll check back with you when it's done in a few minutes
right, so that was Shin Guard. The track we heard was Epiphany off of their uh, February 2019 release, 2020. Nate, what'd you think? Uh, never fuck with that shit, mm-hmm. period. Right. Um, I know that about you. Never. Yeah. I own loads of records like that that were charity buys and shit like that, mm-hmm. or just trend buys when I was younger. Right. I don't sell records, they just accumulate, mm-hmm. right? Like ice on a glacier. Well, not anymore, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. And uh, I had never, ever, ever, ever ever pull them out and listen to them never there's so many bands like that from my past that you know i was like oh yeah i like that one song i'll check this band out literally never listen to the record again right um do i mean whatever it seems to be that it's on par musically with other bands that Mm -hmm. i've heard so i'm not going to say that you guys weren't like you know farting around on your instruments and don't know how to do anything yeah right you pay attention you know how obviously know how to play your instruments you're doing your thing um you like to read, looking at the lyrics. I yeah. can tell you guys are readers. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, not every band is readers. This is true. Um, but you guys are, so that's always a nice habit to have. That expands the, the mind. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, but honestly, that's about the best I can say about it. Yeah. Uh, you guys are from Pittsburgh. If you guys are my friends, um, I probably like your band better. Um, I'm, that's my hometown, so maybe I'll see you around. We can be friends, and then I like your band, but I don't like it now. <laughs> Okay, fair assessment. Um, so stuff like this um, <clears throat> is more in my lane than it is Nate's. Um, that said, I'm pretty selective about what shit from this world I really fuck with heavily. Um, I think that by and large, a lot of what we can bracket under the, the Screamo umbrella um, was very time and place. Uh, now, whether that means time and place as in you were there for its birth or time and place as in when you got into it, and the bands that you got into specifically were pivotal for you. Um, whether you mean either one of those things, I do find that as an adult, it's very hard for me to care about bands that exist in this world now because, frankly, I'm not angsty. You it's know what I mean? It's the wailing of a 13-year-old. Right. Like, I mean, sure, I'm angsty. I fucking hate everything. But I don't feel... I'll say this. Uh, I'm perfectly happy to hate everything, right? I don't right. feel sorry for myself because right. I look around at the, the, the sad world around me. No. I just laugh at it. Right. I just laugh at I, it. I like it. it. It's one of my uh, most cherished features is the fact that I do hate everything. Right. Um, so this stuff just doesn't resonate with me. Uh, I can see how for a 17-year-old kid... This could be the shit. Um, these, these are probably like 50-year-old dudes like, man, they're real bummy. <laughs> I'm not an anxious kid. My wife told me this music's fucking good. <laughs> so, yeah, so I could see for uh, you know a 17-year-old kid this would hit hard, and I get why, because when I was 17 and I heard bands like Seisha and Hot Cross and Funeral Diner and Page 99, that shit hit me. Um, but even now, going back and revisiting those records that were important to me at the time, most of them don't hold up for me. You know what I mean? Anything that anything that contains the letters E-M-O in sequence, mm-hmm. mm, that's a hard sell on me. Unless you are like, you know, unless you are like Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. 1985 to 1987 or something like that. Yeah. Not really into it. Sure. And like a very select few of like 90s bands that came out a very select few and that's only because of like sentimental or personal attachment Mm -hmm. this shit no man this is this fucking tears in a pillow shit crying about whatever (laughs) fuck off yeah i mean i more or less feel that way like again if this is being played by 30 plus year old men and women or non-binary persons yo 
reassess your shit. If this is being played by 20-year-olds, that's cool. I get it. It, Smoke another clove. Sure. Draw me another picture. Yeah. 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 You sound like you're on level playing in 2003. Congrats. Yeah. Um, But if this is your lane... This is incredibly well done, and uh, and you'll fuck with it. Uh, if I, I'll say this: if I saw them, if I were playing a show with them, I'd watch most of their set, and I'd tell them good set, and I'd mean it. I tell you what, <clears throat> I've been harping on the '90s a lot, I guess, probably mm-hmm. because you know we had some bands that really adhered to an older style. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can't tell you how disappointed and bummed I was when all my buddies started drifting over to like the 90s emo and then into the screamo shit and you started seeing this stuff popping up mm-hmm. uh at hardcore shows yeah god what a fucking pisser that was right the first show no the second show i ever went to here in fort wayne was a fucking clown show with bands like this people actually fucking got out like they they, they like started sitting down and like making sitting little in little nests like kindergartners to watch the bands play mm-hmm. jesus christ i so i like I started going to shows right at the tail end of that being a thing. Because yeah. I started going to shows in 2002. Um, full disclosure, I came up listening to some hardcore because my dad was into it in the 80s. But around 12, 13 is when I started really going to shows and getting into it and understanding uh, the concepts of like a scene or a community or like understanding that there were active punk bands. You know what I mean? Um, so I just missed most of this shit just missed it like some of the bands were still active but the whole idea of like we're gonna get together and and fucking workshop as the show that was out of vogue yeah um unfortunately the musical sort of uh the musical the remnants of this shit were still present in the local scene so we got a lot of sort of screamo and metalcore adjacent shit um and i'm from fort wayne indiana which over the years has seen some really good bands um, but when I first started going to shows, that was not really the case. So we got a lot of Zayo worship and a lot of shit that did this, except with clean vocals and way less proficiency. And as a kid who was like a studs and leather punk as a teenager, holy shit, that was a fucking bummer. But it was all I had until uh, I discovered other shit. So. I've seen dudes like crying. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? Right. Like people crying while they're on stage like that. Like, I don't know if it's genuine cool, but man, that's... Uh, that's some fucking shit that I just can't fucking relate to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I got no fucking tears for this stupid fucking earth. <laughs> well, honestly, I think that's a that's a good sentiment to go out on. Got, uh, no, got no tears for this stupid fucking earth. Um, I'm a little bit softer than Nate, so I do occasionally find myself weeping over the state of the planet. But more or less, as I always say, if you're not laughing, you're crying. Um, and if you're not listening to hardcore, you're a fucking moron. Um, check out the bands that, uh, that we didn't get around to tonight. Um, check out the rest of the releases of the bands that we did. Um, thank you a shit ton for everybody who, uh, to everybody who listened to the first episode. Uh, I was pretty blown away by the response. Keep sending me your bands. Um, once again, the email address, um, if I'm wrong, then I will amend this in the notes, but I'm 95% sure it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com send your submissions there and please like i said make sure that they just came out this year because if you're uh sending me shit from 2018 i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ignore it um so thanks again to everybody who tuned in um we're gonna have this shit up uh on itunes and spotify and all of the that good shit as soon as we get some art for it uh and can submit it to them and not use a picture of a fat baby which is what our avatar is currently so thanks again and we will uh we'll holler at you next time